Blog Talk Radio. All right, thanks for joining us in the SBP. Hope everything is going well for all of you. This is our show. We talk sports, but we also talk hip-hop and entertainment. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. As always, I'm your boy Prime. Sources, you're in the building. I am in the building for show on this uh, Memorial Day Sunday weekend, Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, whatever, however you want to say it. I'm here. What's up with you? I'm all good. I'm here as well, bro. Just chilling. I took care of some early morning running around, and I think I'm in the house for the next couple of days. I hope so, because it's hot out there, peace, bro. It's hot. I ain't trying to go back out there. Understood, understood. It is a bit warm out there, joint. Somebody said it was going to be 100 a day. I don't think we're going to quite get there, but it's hot enough, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting comfortable grabbing one of those cold uh, things that, that you like, and I I like as well, um, cold beers, and uh, the end for the day, for for sure. Man, let me tell you how hot it is outside. Uh, before I ran out earlier, I stuck a, uh, a bottle of water in the freezer here at the crib, and um, when I, and I realized while I was out, I forgot to take it out of the freezer. So, of course, when I got back here, it was like brick, like the whole thing was frozen solid. I took that bad boy, set it outside on the porch. I lied to you not, 20 minutes later, that bottle is 75% uh, like defrost. It's melted, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I can drink the water. There's like very little ice left in there. That's how hot it is out there on that damn concrete, bro. Yes, John Blaze out there. John the Blaze. So we're going to keep it cool with the sports bar. Ghost Rider. As usual. Indeed. Yeah, man. So, look, you know what time it is. Basketball, man. Look, I know everybody saw a basketball game last night. The basketball game that was on that we saw, the Raptors put a put icing on that thing and took out the Bucks. And which is crazy because most people outside of Raptors fans, had the Bucks winning it. I mean, they were the best team all season long, ended with the best record. And from what we saw from the first two games, they looked almost unstoppable. Then they ran into a brick wall. What happened to your boy Giannis and them, man? Well, uh, I think, well, of course, we know Kawhi Leonard happened. Uh, that that was the the one factor that we expected to see even with uh, the slight injury, he still was able to fight through that and put up crazy numbers on the offensive end and then play that, that Kawhi defense as well and make all the clutch plays, man. He was clutch. He got that clutch gene, but we already knew that anyway. The problem, huh, the problem, I hate to say it, Prime, because I hate the whole you can't shoot so – Blah, blah, blah. I right. hate that whole premise. But it kind of came to pass in the fact that the way that Toronto played that defense and packed the lane, I mean, Giannis couldn't get to the basket freely. He, he couldn't get to the basket. They packed in the lane. They gave him the J, gave him the three, and nobody else really stepped up to the point where where Toronto felt they had to change their defense. And Toronto was able to do that thing, man. Hey, hats off to him. 
Yeah, what was crazy about it with me watching it was you're seeing Giannis having problems in the lane where he'd been living pretty much the whole season, pretty much living his whole career and had great success. But Toronto was just like, look, we're going to make somebody else prove to us that they can beat us and they're going to have to do it from the outside. If you were to watch the first couple of games, you would thought they were more than capable, especially, you know, the game that Brooke, uh, Brooke Lopez had uh, back with the game one when he busted him for that 29. Like he looked like he could miss. It was looking like Giannis was going to be like, you know, was going to be able to get past these guys. Like, we're going to get past that narrative of him not being able to pull a J from the outside. And because he had help, we always talk about other players like, well, LeBron needs this, and all he needs is a spot-up shooter. Well, Toronto looked like, you know, we're going to put this defense down here, we're going to build this wall, and we're going to make, you know, Milwaukee prove that they have the guys that can burn us from the outside. And I didn't think it was going to work because I knew, you know, even though they started to have some success with it, I said, don't worry, Brogdon ain't going to get hot. We're going to see more of what we've seen from Lopez lately. Uh, Chris Middleton, I'm that dude who's looking to get paid this summer. Somebody's going to step up. And it didn't come to fruition. And it, and it resulted in them losing four straight games. And the irony behind that is the Bucks had only lost back-to-back games one time the entire season. Mm-hmm. Back to back to back to back. Four in a row. That's rough, but uh, I mean, as much as I I like Milwaukee and thought they were going to the finals, I can't even say I, I I liked them that much more than Toronto. I mean, I thought Milwaukee would win, but in a seven game series, I thought it was going going a distance, and it would just be a back and forth home team win every game. But Toronto was able to to get that one out of out of Milwaukee and and flip the whole joint. But I, I gotta say. The role players did not quite do it for me for, for Milwaukee. And who knew that Toronto's bench, including Powell, even Van Vliet mm-hmm. in one game, would come out and, and ball. Like Powell, Powell balls sometimes. And in the past, he's played well when guys have been injured. He's had more shots and, you know, more touches. He's, he's played well. He, he's shown that he could probably start, you know, somewhere. But that, his uh, his performance during this series was unexpected. Van Vliet, he's been terrible pretty much the whole playoffs until game five. And he had a great game five, made the difference in that game. And, of course, you got Serge Ibaka, who, you know, the veteran who's going to do what he does and get his buckets, get his boards along the way. So, hey, man, Toronto looks good, and it's going to be – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting the rest of the way. I feel good for certain guys like Marcus Saul, man, because Marcus Saul has been a warrior his whole career. And the way mm-hmm. things ended for him, you know, in Memphis, where there, you know, there was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a turmoil. Well, at least with some turmoil when his, when his former coach was there, who was coaching the Knicks. But an organization that looked like he was going to probably be with through the rest of his career. It didn't end that way. And he comes to a squad now that's headed uh, to the uh, the NBA Finals. So you got to feel good for him. And I like the way he played. Uh, he stepped up. Um, 
you know, he's a, he's a decent defender as it is, and he stepped up, you know, pretty largely, even committed some fouls along the way, but some of the fouls were needed, you know, letting his people know that we're going to be here. We're going to be here. We're going to battle yeah. it out until the end. You're going to come up in here. I'm going to defend you. I'm going to do what I do. If I get the foul, that's fine. If not, I'm going to play, play my butt off. And he did this. I feel really good for him, um, you know, in the way things went down. But you mentioned the supporting cast. When I go to the supporting cast of uh, of the Bucks, the thing that stood out to me, and I don't know if it did to you, what happened to Eric Bledsoe? Like, this is not the Eric Bledsoe that we have been seeing uh, a large part of this season. As far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, he kind of he kind of stunk a little bit, and and, it's, and I think it hurt them a whole lot, uh, offensively at least. Yeah, you could tell that. Boonhoser lost confidence. I guess I'm, that's if he had confidence going in, he lost confidence in Bledsoe, or he just felt more comfortable, more more that a steady hand was was out on the court when George Hill was out there, and Hill played well for the most part in the playoffs. Uh, he stepped up a lot. He actually played better than Bledsoe for the most part. But he I was did, saying yep. uh, last night, I was saying last night, I was like, man, I know Bledsoe is. Hot right now, like I I understand, you know, bringing bringing Brogdon back near the end of this season, and Hill stepping up in the playoffs. I understand that the minutes are going to be shared, but Bledsoe, man, <laughs> he he had some games this season. <laughs> he had some really good yeah. games this season, and I know he had to be on that bench at the end of the last game. Mad, he had to be mad. I was mad for him. Because he has to feel that he has a, you know, he should be on the court. He got to feel that he should be on the court. True indeed, true indeed. So I, the supporting cast just wasn't there consistently throughout the game. You know, Lopez couldn't duplicate what he did. Brogdon had some moments, but he couldn't be there. And I was real disappointed overall in Middleton's performance, even though he did play well in a yes. couple of games. I was kind of disappointed in him last night, especially. Uh, but, you know, in that, in that deciding game. But, look, all of that is their shortcomings. I know you've been telling us for Alpha, but how good is your boy Kawhi? Because when I, when I watched Kawhi and what he did through this entire series, not that I ever doubted that he was a true baller, but what he did in this <laughs> entire series was straight ridiculous, man. Like, his the way he gets buckets is crazy. I don't know if there's a player in the league that can shoot as well as he does when he's on the move, especially when he's moving towards the basket, like when it comes to, like, shooting Jay. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, while he's, like, you know, gliding towards the basket, he letting Jays go. And most times, the bad boys, you know, they go in. I don't know too many other people that can do that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, we had the whole discussion when when Duncan left about how many points Kawhi was going to put up. And to, to me, it was already proven through his through his career, basically, that if if we need a bucket, I mean, I can get a bucket whenever I need to get a bucket. But I'm playing with three three legends in San Antonio. So even though I was the MVP of the finals, it's still I'm still just part of this team. I'm just it's not. Even when it was his team in that last year with Duncan, he didn't take over like he could have. Like, he could have just said, forget everything, I'm just going to take these shots. But he was still 
uh, probably to a fault. He was still playing, placating the Duncan, I guess you would say. But as we have seen, Kawhi is that guy. I've been trying to, you already said it, I'd like to say it too. I've been trying to say it, people don't want to listen. Kawhi is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know, like, if he doesn't, if he lay, lays back, it's because that's how he's feeling. It's not because you're stopping him. It's not very often that you can stop Kawhi Leonard. That's just what it is. It's like, you look at his game, and you're like, I don't understand how you get all these buckets because he, he can do everything. He's more athletic than you probably give him credit for. He can shoot better than you probably think. He's a better passer than you probably, you know, want, want to say that he is. He gets boards, and he plays great defense. Like, I don't I don't know what else there is to say. Kawhi is that dude, and just knowing that he took on the head-to-head matchup with the possible MVP and proved straight up, I'm better than this dude right now. I'm better than this dude. What else? What else can you say? What else can you say about Kawhi? You catch that dunk last night, bruh? Did I? It, yo, first of all, <laughs> I was looking at that play. That was a great steal by Kyle Lowry. That, he took that joint yeah. two hand off the spin. He took that joint with both hands, reached in, clean, boom, took it. He goes down court. And decides if I go up for a layup straight up, we already know what's going to happen. Giannis is going to throw this joint in the fourth row. I'm going to look crazy. And there's really no point. So he took the funny angle, cut off cut off Giannis, and Kawhi filled it lame. Whew. I give Giannis a little bit of uh, respect on the fact that he always goes up. Regardless of who it is, he's always going to go up for the block. And True. he wasn't necessarily in perfect position. You know, because he had just stopped. Lowry cut him off. He went around him, whatever the case. Turned around. Dude is on his way to the bucket. Oh, I guess I got to jump. Here I am. And bang. <laughs> even with all that, <laughs> even with all that other stuff, he's still going to block that against most people. Or he's at least going to defend it to the point that they don't try to dunk it. Kawhi said, yeah, okay, bro. You're going to get this left claw. <laughs> You're going to get this left claw. And that's just what it's going to be. That drug was crazy. Man, yeah, and in the fantasy, Giannis, he did uh, get a block on him a short time later. But just that play alone, I think it just continued to ignite the squad, right? They were already hyped because I'm going to be honest with you. This is a crazy thing. I started out last night to go watch the game. I meant I was getting out the crib. So I go out, I go to this one spot. I watched a majority of the first half. Matter of fact, it was all of the first half at this one bar. Um, I ended up not staying at the bar because, number one, I was ready to get my drink on, and the waitress, she was taking forever to come back. You know, I, I can't, you can't do that when it comes to beer with me. You can be a little right. late with my food, but not with my, not with my brew, man, not with my brew. So <laughs> she ain't came back, so, you know, she left me there with a menu and a drink menu and a food menu. She ain't come back, so about a minute before halftime, I got up and left, went to another spot, and that's where I sat and watched – the uh, the entire set, I got there a uh, little way, you know, little ways before they tipped off the third period, and I watched the whole third and fourth period at this other spot. So, but I was sitting there watching earlier when I was at the other spot. I was like, man, these people, Milwaukee mean business. They about to blow these people out. As a matter of fact, I see one of them games where Kawhi gets lit, 
puts up about 38, 39, maybe 40, but they still lose, and we're going to get this classic game seven come Monday night. That didn't mm-hmm. happen. And, yeah. and the more and more I watched it, and I was thinking the same thing maybe even in the third period because when I'm watching, I see they're going to keep making these runs, and they're going to get close, and Milwaukee's going to, you know, push it out again to 10, 12, 15. They're going to get – I thought it was going to go that way the whole time. And it didn't go that way the whole time. If you just told me they were still in the game and midway through uh, the third period, I think Kawhi was sitting on like 17 points and that was it. Like, I said, yeah, he's still in the game with these people and all he got is 17? Oh, what? But they stayed and they, they chipped. They kept chipping, chipping. They got rid of this, a couple of buckets here, some big plays by Serge Bach. Serge. That's a sweet name of that Surge, man. Like, you know, you say Surge, you might know what you're talking about. Surge. You know yeah. But yeah, Serge Ibaka made a couple of big plays, power play, well, like you said. Yeah, and, and it is what it was. But they stuck in there, they hung there, and they got it done. And on the strength of, uh, yeah, Kawhi continued to be relentless and had one heck, one heck of a fourth period, man. So, yeah. And it's going to be interesting. So, you know, they going, Bucks going home, Toronto is moving on. What's next for the Bucks, in your opinion? Like, very, uh, you know, very disappointing end to their season. And I saw you remark um, on uh, one of the posts in the Sports Bar Podcast Facebook group. Might have been Jason Whitehead. Somebody put a post, um, you know, that, about you know talking about Giannis. And, we, and you mentioned something, I believe, about how this team could look a little different next year. Um, and and you look at it, you're absolutely right. Um, you got Middleton. Does he resign? You know, does he like Milwaukee enough to resign there? He talked really well in the press conference, but he had to because Giannis got up and left him sitting there by himself. <laughs> but uh, he talked on that we we we. So does he come back? And then you think about it. Uh, I think Brogdon uh, restricting free a restricted free agent. Um, I think he'll be back. Uh, Bledsoe was already extended during the season, so unless they feel they need to move him and there's something they can put together, chance that he's going to be there. Um, so you're talking about those, at least those two guys have a chance, especially if you sign Middleton back, to at least be there through the remainder of what Giannis has already signed for. Um, I think he's up in 20, uh, or 21, I believe, but he can sign an extension, I believe, as early as 20. But uh, and then, they, of course, at least Brooke Lopez. He got Lopez, Lopez in the veteran minimum. I'm doing the season. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to end up paying him to get him to stay. I, I think they, they need to. Um, and, it, and it's just something to watch. But what do you, what you see for this team next year? Do they need to resign all those guys? Or um, Meritick as well. Meritick could be gone. Um, what would you think? Yeah. I think I, I'm not 100% sure. I think I think Brogdon might be unrestricted. I feel like he's unrestricted. I'm not sure, though. I thought uh, – yeah, I, yeah. I think Brogdon's out of there. I think he's out of there, like – I think he's going he's going to get too much money, or he's going to uh, okay. have the ability to get too much money. I think Brogdon's out of there. I think Middleton might be out of there. He really could. Like there's, there's no, I, I can understand if he leaves. I can understand. Meritage is out of there, most likely. Uh, it's it's it was four people. It was four people that have pretty much their you know the ball in their court. Whereas how they want to handle things at this point, because uh, I think Middleton's on his, got the player the player option, but I don't know, man. It, it might be a whole different thing. The key piece is gonna be there. Like 
it's similar to the whole LeBron and when I said I don't care what they do, they can get rid of everybody uh, if it means getting Anthony Davis or whoever the case may be in L.A. Same in Milwaukee. Now, it doesn't matter who else is there. I mean, it matters as far as how, you know, what type of player it is, but who it is, like, right. if it's not these guys, it'll be somebody similar because none of these guys are world beaters. But they do specific things that kind of benefit the team and got them to this point where they were the number one seed overall. Uh, and they, they played well all season. They, you know, they were blowing teams out like, like Golden State has done in past seasons where Giannis and the boys were sitting on the bench at the end of the game, in the, you know, in the fourth quarter, most of the fourth quarter, because mm. they were winning by significant amounts. So it's going to be interesting to see come June 30th how things jump off. And thank you, NBA, for making the uh, making that date a little sooner. I mean, I could, I could have that jump, you know, even soon. It could be right after the final. Day after, I don't care. I need, <laughs> I need some moves to be made. Like, I, I don't usually, like, of course, everybody looks forward to free agency and seeing where people land. But this year, like, we, we were talking about this year two years ago. Like, <laughs> we've yeah. been looking forward to this joint. And this joint is going to be crazy because I don't care what anybody says. I don't think anything is a lock for anybody KD might not go to New York as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I, don't I have no reason is. to believe. I don't have any reason to believe anybody is going anywhere 100% right now. So it's going to be crazy. But Milwaukee, yeah, they're going to have some some decisions to make or they're going to be left with some decisions to make after these players make their decisions. And it could be a whole different squad. But as long as you got Giannis, man, and Giannis takes the time to develop is Jay as the people, you know, keep arguing. If he just if he just gets a consistent mid range, it doesn't even have to be a three. If he gets a consistent mid range, it's a problem. It's a problem. He's yeah. already a problem. He's already gonna be, you know, M V P or second in the Bowden one this year. At twenty four. Give yeah. that man half a decent Jay where he's at least confident enough to take that on a consistent basis. And yeah, I don't know what you're gonna do. It's it's KD light. It's KD. It's a more athletic, freakier KD with less of a uh, less of a shot. That's it. It's gonna be a problem though. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. He doesn't need to get that super long range, Jay. Just to, just getting that mid would be enough um, at this point, man. To take baby steps. And I expect he'll definitely work on that in the off season. At least hopefully he will. Um, but yeah, I just checked it too, man. Just be on point. Yeah, your boy Brogdon is actually a, he's restricted. He's, he's he is restricted. restricted. Yeah, he so is wonder, restricted, and uh, yeah, he's restricted. And, and they were reporting that uh, there's a handful of teams that they know are gonna be interested, like Philly and a couple of other squads. Yeah. And they're also reporting and talking about uh, he could receive a deal somewhere around the fourteen to sixteen million dollars per season. Yeah, Milwaukee is not gonna be kicking that out. For Brogdon, I don't think. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough decision for him too. Like especially, like I say, Bledsoe is already on the hook. They've already extended him, um, as it is. So, and especially if they have any hopes of re-signing Middleton, gonna get paid. Uh, he put himself in a nice position to get mad loot, um, get a nice little contract, and then with the other decisions they have to make, especially with their guys down low, 
and then look at the future. And look at the future, what they're going to end up having to pay in a, in a season or possibly two seasons, um, you know, when Giannis is up, um, if you're looking at your future. So uh, he might be about that. You're right. He might yeah. just be about that. So it is what it is. So here we are, man. Come Thursday, uh, we're going to be tipping off. Uh, of course, we got uh, your boys, uh, Team Light Skin, you know, you know, the group that they head off. Uh, going against uh, the Toronto Raptors. Raptors got any shot at winning this series? Yep. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. You, you know why I say that? I say that with some confidence because we've seen this before. And if we look at, even if you just look at Toronto and say, eh, they can't beat them, fine. We all said, eh. San Antonio can't beat Golden State. And Giannis, uh, Giannis, excuse me, Kawhi came out and was delivering blows. <laughs> delivering blows until Zaza took him out. That was going to be a problem for Golden State. And it wasn't It wasn't going to stop. They didn't have anybody to, even, even with Iggy, they didn't have anybody to deal with Giannis. I mean, to deal with Kawhi. And that's I see the same thing happening. It's going to come down to what they'll be able to do defensively. I'm not even worried about them offensively because I think Gasol is going to pose a problem and Giannis is going to be a problem. And if Lowry plays like he played part of this series, he might be a problem as well. Nothing's going to be easy. Nothing's going to be given. I'm not betting against Golden State ever again. If I had followed my own logic, I would have never bet against them in the Houston series. But that's neither here nor there, because that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, and you're and right. I think they all could pose some problems for him, um, especially Kawhi. I think you had mentioned Giannis. You're doing like I'm doing. I keep thinking about Giannis, but it's just Kyle, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, Kawhi. Kawhi, I, I did it several times. I think they're definitely going to pose some problems with him. I just don't know if they're going to – even if they play good defense, if they're just going to be able, if they're going to have enough firepower. And I'm saying this, if even if Durant never touches the court, even if Durant never touches the court in this series, I still think that they're going to be a serious problem. And, uh, you know, team light skin. When Clay and your boy Steph get going, they're going to get going. You still got Draymond. As long as Draymond can keep his head enough. Um, in this game, and we see the Draymond we saw in the last series where he seemed to be uh, controlling himself and, 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 and playing a little more maturely, if I could, that's the term I can use, they should be fine. Um, but I do agree with you because I think Gasol is going to get money, and I wouldn't be surprised, as even though he's not the player that he once was offensively, if he possibly has the best offensive series that he's had so far in his playoffs. Um, I just don't see it as being enough. And me saying that probably means that the Raptors got a shot. Think about your thing, though, I ain't Paul Pierce now. I ain't Paul Pierce, but, you know, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, please don't put that on yourself. Uh, Lee Paul Pierce, I don't, even, I don't want him predicting nothing in my life unless he can say I'm going to go bankrupt because I know I'm going to get money after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. So they got a shot. 
as you uh, said, and think about it. Think about it like this, Prime. I'm I'm just trying to think about the whole the matchup thing. Let's let's just think about it. Okay. Kyle, you know, you got Steph and Clay, you got Lowry and Green. So at least they both play defense. I mean, like you said, whatever you do, you can you can only contain Steph and Clay. But if they get if they get going, they get going. That's just what it is. But Pascal, even if let's 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 go without KD, you get Pascal okay. or Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, when you really want to just irritate him against Draymond, you still have Marcus and Kawhi. So that means Kawhi can check Iggy. Not that Iggy won't give you buckets, but he is nowhere near the offensive threat that, you know, the two guards are. So he can right. relax a bit on defense until it gets late in the game and then maybe jump on Steph, give him problems with bigger bodies. You can even throw Siakam at, at Steph because he's athletic enough to, to play a guard. And he's bigger, which is already going to give him, you know, or taller anyways, but it's going to give him, a, you know, a problem. You, you know, you do what you can. You throw a different body at Steph and, and see what happens. But – when you flip it on the other end, even if you, even if you, even if Lowry's terrible, he can still get a couple buckets against Steph. Green is not going to give you buckets regardless. So, are you going to put Clay on on Kawhi? And if you do that, that means you're leaving Draymond on Siakam, which that could be a problem. But there's still Marcus Gasol, and Gasol can get you buckets especially against a slower defender. They're going to have to throw Bogut out there or he's going to deal with Looney. I think that Gasol can take advantage of either one of them. Even though they both play decent defense, I think Gasol can take advantage of either one of them. I don't know, man. I can't wait to see it, though. Whatever happens, it's going to be fun, and I'm glad that we have two good teams. And, hey, there's no LeBron. You know, I understand the whole LeBron every year thing, there's no LeBron there, so it's a whole different look in the finals, man. It's different. It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited. All right, so who win it in how many games? Uh, I play it safe. I go Golden State in six. <laughs> it's probably Golden so, State in five for real. Let me let me just it's Golden State in five, man. Golden State in five. I I agree. I agree. I'm giving them a game. So I definitely definitely be a fun series, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, I just really want to see, um, in short, what do they attempt to do to contain stuff? I, I, expect, I expect Clay to get buckets one way or the other. He's going to play good on both ends. Um, you mentioned Iggy. Iggy going to be Iggy. Um if Looney can keep up his play, Looney's actually played well. If he can keep up his play, being active around the bucket, I mean, he don't have to give him lights out numbers, but um, his activity around the bucket is going to be much needed. Um, yeah, it, it could be interesting, but I'm just trying to see in the grand scheme of things just how they attempt to um, defend Steph Curry. What would be the strategy oh. in that mix? Because he's so dynamic, not just shooting it, but setting everybody else up. I'm... I'm. <laughs> I guess it, it depends on it depends on on how they approach this thing. I mean, obviously, it depends on how they approach it. But 
they, I think they'll throw different bodies at them. You know, Lowry will be on them. Kawhi pick them up. Cooked. Yeah, Siakam will yeah. be on them. You know, I think Green is just going to be stuck on play and, and chase mode the whole time. But even when Powell comes in, throw Powell on them, it's going to be different bodies thrown at Steph. I think Siakam is going to be the biggest problem for him. But once you take it, – it's, you know, it's going to be a chess game. Because even if you go to the Looney lineup and you see Looney is too athletic for the soul, they still have Ibaka. So you throw Ibaka out there. You got Ibaka, Siakam, Kawhi, Siakam. That's a whole, you know, that's a, a death lineup as well. It's not the same level. But it's a death lineup that can at least match up with uh, Golden State's lineup. You know, Golden State's just better. They're just better. And this we're talking without KD. This is without KD. It's going to be fun. But I do like the fact that Toronto has home for the advantage. They'll be going to Toronto first. And mm-hmm. that's going to set the tone right there. Drake going to be in the building. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, hey, I got to give him credit, though. I gotta give him credit yeah. that the, the fit the fit was uh was on point last night. Like he, the birdie joint from above the rim. I can't even be mad <laughs> above at him. The rim. Like he, he he went above <laughs> the rim on. Him. Hey, I know he was clowning dude in the uh, in the Facebook group and all that, but I'll be honest with you, I ain't even mad at the dude, man. Let Drake Drake, okay? Let let him do what he gonna do. You know, if they ain't got no problem with him putting hands on the coach's shoulders and, and all that, because, you know, this dude is an icon, you know, in, in Canada, right? He's an icon in Canada. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, do you remember they gave, I don't know if it's still there or not, but you remember they gave him DeMar DeRozan's old locker, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw something last year that they, they, I don't know if it was just for a, uh, appreciation type thing. I don't even know if it's still there, but yeah, last year uh, when uh, after Demar was gone, yeah, they gave they gave Drake Demar's locker, man. <laughs> man yeah, man. Jack Nicholson ain't never been rubbing on Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Dale Dale Brown. Nobody. He ain't out there rubbing <laughs> on nobody's shoulders. Mike Brown. Uh, Luke Walton, Frank Vogel, Jack Nicholson ain't out there on nobody's neck. Denzel ain't out there on nobody's neck. I need Drake to act like a person. He's acting like an entitled person. <laughs> I'll put it like that. He's acting he entitled. Is, I mean, he hey, man. No, he's not. He's, he's a dude. Y'all, y'all, hey, man, he's y'all a dude. Drake alone, man. <laughs> And he likes it. He's making it hard on us, man. I can't. I can't have all this. You know the Canadians would disagree with you, bro. The Canadians would disagree with you. They what they gonna say? You, hey, you you didn't see what other time when the other night when the game was in uh, when the game was in Milwaukee and they were showing the game out at that spot and Drake was up there on those stage, I think hyping the crowd up. The people was going crazy, man. Him and his crew, they love Drake, man. Man, Drake said, Drake could have been up there. Hey, look, so Drake said his name ain't Jack Nicholson. He said his name ain't Woody Allen. He said his name ain't Spike Lee. He said his name is, uh, what is his name? What's his, his name? Uh, Albert. What was it? What is Aubrey? Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Graham. He said Graham. his name Aubrey Graham. 
You know what I'm saying? So it it, it is what it is. The man said, <laughs> if he want to put his hands on his coach, and if he mm. want to dance and act a fool and, and do it, he says that's what he's going to do. So that's the new NBA, wow. man. It's a new NBA. They don't, they don't play right. the NBA the same way they did 20 years ago, and the fans don't act the way they did 20 years. Come on, dog. They chugging beers on the regular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Old I can appreciate that. And granted, I mean, I can appreciate it, too. But they weren't doing that 20 years ago, man. So things can change. <laughs> on that note, though, on that note, uh, before we go to the next thing, I'm going to need Aaron Rodgers to stay out of those uh, beer chucking contests. So he Yo. he can't put it down like the mother cat. No, no. That was on purpose, yo. I'm telling I mean, I can't prove it. That was you that was so? acting. That was acting. Not that he could have chugged a beer even from the beginning. But I think he played that joint. It was like, nah, nope, I can't do it. Let, let, lineman, let the lineman cook, man. You got to let the lineman cook. That's what they do. Chug beers and crush cans and just eggs. Man, little skinny uh, Christian Yellich took it like a champ. <laughs> he man, ain't no big his dude. Kinda, Christian Yellich. His kind of weird. He, he, his joke kind of hey, weird. But, I mean, he, but, hey, but it, he did. It, it looked better. It looked, it looked better than Aaron Rodgers' joint, though. Christian Yellich is like a buck ninety-five, two hundred pounds, bro. He put it down. Man. You know, about somebody his size is possible. He look, he didn't put it down. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, like the linemen do it. But he went down smooth, bro. Like I, I got to get a man props for that. I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need a Rod to, to, to stick to stick to the football field and let these, you know, tend to Danica and all that stuff when they be doing and lead the beer drinking to the real beer drinkers. That's all. I don't know, That's man. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I feel like he was he was acting, but you know I understand. Like I say, I can't prove it. <laughs> All right, so we both got uh, Golden State uh, in five. Uh, yes, man, all NBA teams came out. Man, all NBA teams came out, and there's a lot of talk about that. And you know, we got the first team All NBA was your boy Giannis, Steph, Paul George, Harden, and yo boy Jokic. Uh, made all made first team. Uh, we had second team Durant, Embiid, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Dane. And then there's where some of the controversy comes in. Was the third team uh, was Westbrook, Blake Griffin, LeBron, Gobert, and Kimball Walker. And one of the first people in our group to bring up any type of controversy was actually my cousin Jay uh, Jay Hundley, and he asked. Like a lot of people are asking, should Clay Thompson have at least made third team? And my argument was, yeah, he 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 could have made. I'm not saying, I'm not gonna say he should have. He could have made third team. I'd have had no problem with it. But I don't have a problem with anybody on any of these lists, especially the third team. So um, who are you gonna take off? Who wasn't deserved? That that is the question. Who are you going to take off? Now, Clay's argument is fine. I'm cool with it, and I know he, you know, he he lost the ability to get that super max right uh, because he didn't make any of the All Star teams. About thirty. But years. I mean, what can you do? Like, you gonna put him in front of a triple double, or you gonna put him in front of Kemba because his team is worse, but he put up way better numbers and had a great season. You could have put him in front of, in front of Kemba. I don't think you can really argue. Russ, 
based on regular season and the numbers and all that. And I mean, like, you know, how many Golden State players are you going to have? Like, you got three teams, <laughs> 15 people, you already got two Warriors. You know what I mean? If, and if you want to force him in there, if you, look, if he would have been on the third team, I wouldn't argue it. But I'm not going to argue for him not being on the third team when it's Kimball and Russ. Like, how mad can you be? Well, this brings about a question if you think about it. Well, first of all, let's, let's look at it this way. You got LeBron. All right? LeBron didn't make first team. Matter of fact, you know, uh, King James made third team, right? So, and we all Dang. know majority, one, the main reason he made third team was because of the injury. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's really in the nutshell. Not saying he would have or would have definitely been first team, but let's just call it what it is. It was mainly because the injuries kept them off of being in the higher than third team. Also, the reason probably kept AD off of any of these squads um, is he's eventually hurt. But it brings about a question, man. Do you, in your heart and mind, believe they need to get rid of the positions when they pick in these 15 spots? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like it because uh, that's a tough, you know, that's, that's tough. I like that they keep the positions somewhat spread out because it's a team. It's not like you're building, like, I mean, you can't say, let me get Shaq and, you know, four other tenants and have them first team, you know, all NBA, like, because they're not even a team. It, you got five centers, so what you going to do? Are they all going to pass the ball and not dribble? What? <laughs> How are we going to get the ball up the court? How are we going to defend the guards? That's not a team. I'm cool with the position thing. Uh, I could see being a little lenient in it. And, uh, you know, those two through four spots kind of – even two through five, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like I just feel like the, the smaller guards will get shafted if, if it's just uh, – 15 people. I, I don't know. I think it'd be. I think it would be tough for them. But he ain't make it. He ain't make it. <laughs> That's just what it is. Did you see his face when he found out that he didn't make it? And then he tried to play it off <laughs> like it is what it is. He was heated though. He was pissed. He tried to play it like <laughs> like he won't hear it. That man was mad. I was mad for him because he was mad, and I just like the fact that he showed that he was mad. At least on his face, he showed that he was mad. You could tell he was mad because he started talking about rings. You what's know, your rings? They got nothing to do with this whole conversation. We talking all the NBA. <laughs> you you can just be mad and disappointed. Oh, I got the rings, though. <laughs> okay, all right. That ain't gonna get you on this team. It's not gonna get you on this team. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, he was hurt, bro. He was hurt. And to the tune hey. of over thirty million dollars on top of that, we talking Ooh. great. You mentioned the change. Um, he does, you know, he does become super max eligible, uh, you know, you know, with that, you know, whole thing going down. And he wasn't the only one. Your boy Carl Anthony Towns, he he missed out on the opportunity, even though we just heard ownership just basically say, not even what maybe a month ago, not even a month ago, that he is going to be the foundation on that squad. They have no reason to part with him, and they want to build around him. But yeah, he missed out on about thirty to thirty-two million dollars. And the more and more I'm thinking about this, man. I think the owners 
we're going to find out the way this uh, new NBA is going and the way players think nowadays is the owners may have outsmarted themselves because I know when, I remember when they brought this about and they suggested this, they were thinking, well, if a player does this, then we can offer him the Supermax. We got a better chance to keep him. And in today's climate source, the way I see it is that that could be true in some cases, but players are making so much money. I mean, they're not making LeBron money, but players are making a lot of money nowadays outside of the NBA. And a lot of it's because they play in the NBA, but outside the NBA, I don't think that's going to be the case in, in a lot of cases. Players sometimes, Supermax or not, you know what, it's time to move on to a new city. There's other opportunities. You know, I got this and that popping off on the West Coast. I got this and that. Uh, you know, I got, you know, maybe five years left in my career, uh, maybe three good years left in my career, and um, I got some things I want to set up in New York. I, I don't think it's going to have the profound effect that the owners and everybody had uh, were thinking it was going to have when this thing was drawn up. I agree. I agree with you. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is at this point. And it's, it's still on the players. Like, they say money came by you love, money came by you happiness and all that good stuff. Throwing a couple extra dollars on it. I mean, if you look at something like Mike Trout, who there's a good chance that he won't see any World Series rings out in uh, in L.A. With LA. I mean, yeah. that's, that's quite possible, but he got a crazy contract. So, and sure it's not even like, you can't even say it's like he's a, a guy that you think is flashy and selfish and just all about the money because he plays hard and, and he works hard and all that type of stuff, and he's, he's the best. So, I don't know, man. You know, some people are controlled more by money than others, but that is a lot of money to leave on the table, so they make it real difficult for some people that might be on the edge. But when you think about it, players that are on the edge are not necessarily going to have the opportunity to get that extra money anyway, so... It's in Cat 22. True indeed. True indeed. Some people are going to take the money, and you can't, you can't blame them. Some people want the money, but like I said, I think there's going to be plenty to just going to move on and look for other opportunities, make their money in other businesses, endorsements, shoe deals, and things of that nature, and, and just keep it moving. And just keep it moving. Um, last thing, NBA-wise, uh, with the men that I want to get to, and I mean, of course you knew, we got to talk about it. We've been talking about them every week. But um, your feelings right now with where the Los Angeles Lakers stand after all this this mess and everything with the magic comments coming out, uh, with uh, the, the hate on Rob Palenka, um, you know, what do you think Jenny Buss's head is right now? What, what do you think the organization is right now going into – because we're about a month away, basically a month away from free agency. So this is something that we got to address. I'm not concerned with what Jeannie Buss is thinking, especially for these next three seasons. I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the Lakers. I don't care about the magic thing. I find it interesting, good information, stuff to know. And, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt if you want, or you can believe everything he said. I choose to believe, you know, most of what he said is true. Um, and I do think Rob Palenka is now 
maybe over his head. But I don't think any of this, and maybe I just I got blind his own. I don't know. But I don't think any of this is going to make a difference in the next three seasons. I think the people that want to come to LA are not going to not going to not come to LA based on the turmoil that is off the court. As long as their money is correct and LeBron is there and they feel that they have a chance to compete and contend and they're chilling in L.A., I think if they want to come to L.A., they still want to come to L.A. If they didn't want to come to L.A., that's just another reason for them to say, well, see, this is an excuse. If you didn't want to be there in the first place or it wasn't for you, that's just what it is. But this is just something else to blame it on. I don't care about none of this stuff, man, for real. Watch what happened June 30th, and we're going to see when the Lakers, you know, don't end up with the bottom of the barrel players that sometimes happen, like when you look back to thinking the Marshall Aldridge was coming, and he didn't, even though that turned out to be pretty good, and I'm really okay with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just interesting to watch. Like, we're here now. I, I've been telling folks, the Laker fans that I know, what's interesting to me is we – not to say we because I'm not a Laker fan, but I'm not a Laker hater either. Um, I, I like and respect the Lakers. But it's interesting to me that – a month or so ago, and the month before then, a lot of Laker Nation was sitting there blaming everything that's going on on LeBron James and wish we never would have got LeBron, wish he wasn't there. And now we're at a point whereas LeBron James could be the saving grace because he, he made the comment the other day that he was doing things and he was going to completely stay out of the way contrary to people's thoughts and opinions about uh, his his hand and what's going on with the Laker organization and how things are going to be run. But I think now he has to. And if the reports are true, we do not know if they're true. But when you hear people like Brian Windhorst report them, I can believe there's some truth to them. Now, LeBron is already making calls to people, you know, supposedly to people that are already playing. He's already, you know, Kawhi you know, Kyrie, whoever, I think he has to. So I think Laker Nation have to look at it like this. You know, you point the finger at this guy a month or two ago, and I don't know how much was or wasn't warranted, but now he could possibly be the saving grace on whether or not you guys do attract another name or what happens with this team within the next month. So to me, um, I just kind of found it ironic. It's like rain on your wedding day. Yeah, it's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it is ironic. But, and well, some people are still like, I wish LeBron would go. Jay Hollow. But I think that's crazy. <laughs> In my own personal opinion, I don't understand how you could not want the best player. Yes, still the best player in the league. And even if you want to argue he's not the best player, you say top five, fine top five player in the league that you got there for the next three years that still gave you 28, 8, and 7 or whatever it was, somewhere around there. Mm. On a bad year, on a bad team, well, not not a bad team, but uh, a team that was never consistent as far as players because everybody kept getting hurt, different people getting hurt, different lineups being thrown out there, and still not built in a way that was conducive to the skill set of LeBron James. I don't know what these people want. I don't know what these people want, but I, if Clay Thompson comes through, which he's not, 
Like, if I could have whoever I wanted, I'd take Clay and AD <laughs> and be cool with it. If Clay and AD came through, great. They're not coming. That's fine. If Kawhi comes through and nobody else, I'm great with that too. But if he doesn't, somebody's coming. And that's just the way it's going to be. Nobody's – if people oh, – it's just frustrating, man. I'm frustrated with the whole Lakers conversation, but it's not based on the management. It's more based on the the, the people. Fans are the things that, that drive me crazy more than the, the organization. Nobody has worse fans than the New York Knicks. And right now, y'all contending real well with the New York right. Knicks fans. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when it when it gets when you guys even get in the ballpark with the New York Knicks fans. And you know me being a Knicks fan, I can't stand us to listen to or even look at a New York Knicks comment in any group. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got put in about six or seven groups. I ended one group. They said, you know, somebody added me to another group or another group. I've gotten out of a majority of those groups because I don't comment. I just don't want to read the comments. Because right. New York Knicks fans are in a whole nother strategy about themselves when it comes to, you know, stupidity, obnoxiousness, and, and just, just, you know, just craziness. But when the mm-hmm. Lakers buy a house on the same block, Laker <laughs> fans, you, you, right. you got a problem, and I'm saying it. And I also believe, you mentioned Jay Holler, I believe that Brandon Fisher <laughs> uh, won LeBron gone too, I believe. So, uh, mm. it, it, it is what it is at this point. But LeBron going to have to save the franchise, um, and he may have a big hand in being able to uh, get somebody to come join you guys, um, actually this summer. Whether it's the player that you want to join you or not. <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you don't want Kyrie over there, but I'm just saying. Uh, it, it is what it is. <laughs> Look, I told you on the last podcast. I was like, I mean, I'm cool with Kyrie, but I, I wouldn't mind having Kimball Walker. But him hitting that supermax just made it a little more difficult for me to get him in New York. So he, even if he even wants to leave, so but sure. so I might have to get. I might have to take Kyrie if I can get him, and he'll end up with you guys in New Jersey. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So we'll monitor that. But look, finally, let's get to our thing, man. The WNBA is back, bro. The WNBA is back. And I've been checking social media. I see how hyped you have been. I'm um, equally as hyped. And, man, um, I think it's going to be a real fun season. And and you think about the the damper that was put on things um, when we saw the injuries before the season started. You know, we losing your girl, Stewie. You know, Brianna Stewart went down. We saw Sue Bird get hurt. Found out that uh, Baby Jordan, as most people call her, Maya Moore decided to pursue some things, following her faith, respect to her. She's not going to play this year. We saw Skylar Diggins. A lot of cats in the, in the, in the Facebook group on the Sports Bar podcast was upset because they found out that Skylar Diggins was expecting a baby. Uh, and that crushed a lot of dudes in the group, man. I, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but for about a, after we posted it that day that she was going to miss it because of her uh, pregnancy, some cats ain't post for a little bit. They got kind of quiet for a couple of days in the group, you know, when Phyllis was hurt. So, you know, no yeah, yeah, there was some feelings involved in that. You know, Sky Diggs, you know, another other thing. But 
so far, it's only been a couple of days since it's been back. We've seen some very positive things, man. And I am so hyped at this back source. Man, what you think about this upcoming season? I'm hyped up. You know I'm ready uh, to watch the ladies too. I love the WNBA. Things have gotten off to a pretty good start. Can't complain. I guess we were five games in. We've seen different players jump out there and take the lead. Got to just throw it out there. And the feast call, you got busy last night. Yes, indeed. Like, yes, my mama might be gone. Drinks up. <laughs> but the feast said, let me, get that, let me get that rock, though, bro. Let me get that rock. I'm going to go ahead and take this, take this lead right here. And that's just, I mean, that's just one person. Uh, and and uh, your girl, uh, Sierra McCown, stepped in and, and had nice. a game with the bucket in her first game. For the fever, so they they beat the uh, the Liberty eighty one eighty, but at, at the time that we're recording this show, I th- I'm looking forward to tonight tonight, which is yes indeed my actual squad against my yes. if I didn't love my actual squad would be my squad, it's the Sparks. Yes. Against the Aces, and this story is going to be crazy. And this is going to be without your girl, your wifey, Candace Parker. She's down. Yeah, I'm taking care of her. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. We appreciate that. And then yeah, on the other side, it. the the newest piece to the to the Aces squad, uh, Big Liz, is doubtful for tonight as well. So without even without both of those pieces, you still have the. Uh, Okuma K's sisters who are back together for the first time since Stanford. You got my girl Chelsea Gray, and they're going against Kayla McBride, Isa Wilson, and Kelsey Plum. It's going to be stupid. This joint is going to be stupid. And I said, Asia, Asia Wilson and, and Kelsey Plum. This joint is going to be stupid tonight. I'm hyped. I'm excited. I don't care what nobody say. WNBA is lit, and you can't tell me different. It's going to be fire. When I saw this game was going to be this early in the season, and it was going to be on a Sunday night, I lost it because I'm going to have a great night tonight. No work tomorrow. I get to see the right. Boston Aces. And yep. also, I'll have either on another tablet or TV my Braves and Cardinals on. I have all this going on at the same time tonight. I can't ask for a okay. better night. And refrigerator full of brew. I'm hyped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I think this season's gonna be good. And like I say, you what a way to start the season for for two, to, for two youngins. You mentioned Collier. You saw a tear in McGowan with her last minute joint the other night. And I think this whole thing is gonna be crazy, man. And I haven't really had a chance to dig the way I wanted to dig. I've been trying to do a few things to figure out like which playoff team that which team that didn't make the playoffs last year. I have making the playoffs. I've come to the conclusion if they can stay healthy, it'll probably, I would say, would be the Aces. Um, I had a friend of mine uh, ask me, uh, but it's hard to find, you know, uh, WNBA fans that are not, you know, that are not males. Uh, But it was a a friend of mine, he and his wife are both WNBA fans. We were talking the other day over lunch and asked me who I think the MVP was going to be this year. I don't know if you've given any thought. But I came up with a couple of conclusions. I think that 
if she can stay healthy, if she can stay healthy, and she's already started the season, she's missed the game already, I can see Della Don doing the thing. I can see her getting that MVP trophy. Yeah, But I'm going to tell you somebody to watch out for, and I think it's John Quill Jones. And I think nice now, yeah, I, 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 think, I think John Quill has a shot. I mean, she's got one less player person to worry about now. Um, you know, as far as playing time, she was going to ball anyway. I just think she takes the game to the next level. Um, what are your thoughts? You got any early thoughts on MVP? Uh, I hadn't even thought of MVP. I had seen some buzz around uh, Asia Wilson, which I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't know how that would be possible. Like, I think that's going to be difficult between her, Liz, and the Buckets, my girl, Kayla yeah. Bride, who I love for whatever reason. I don't even know why. Like, but I think that she, she's teen light scared. That maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> and she kind of, she kind of scary. She kind of scared me. Like ever since she was at Notre Dame, she was just a little angry, and she played real hard. And yeah, but I like her though. I really like her. So between those three, I don't know how uh, Asia would come out and, and be an MVP candidate, even if they, even if they played really well. So I'm looking at since Tarasi is down. I'm looking at, nope, not Brittany Griner. I'm looking at Dewana Bond. I'm looking at yes. Dewana Bond, yes. and I'm oh. hoping that she goes off this year. Uh, Jessica Breeland is going to be a problem. I don't know how long Angel McCautry is out for, but Breeland stepped up last year and pretty much led uh, the dream, her and, and Tiffany Hayes. Elizabeth Williams as well, but more Breland and Tiffany Hayes than anything. And now with McCaffrey out, I guess we'll see. Is she out for the season? I'm not even sure she's out for the season, but yeah, I think Breland is going to step up this year. Yeah, last I saw, there was some uncertainty on whether or not or when or when she would be back or if she would be back. And that's something to watch because that could be the team that was, you know, that did well and made the playoffs that, you got to watch. It could be on the borderline, depending on what happens with her. But I haven't seen anything definitive of what you know that she you know about her coming or not coming back. Um, rookie of the year, I think that's going to be. It's a lot of great people uh, that we could say. I, I, I'm going to watch Owen Wiley. I'm going to watch her. Um, I think even Asia Durr is going to have a shot. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that squad. I think I think I think that squad just they 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 going they going to be terrible. <laughs> now, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna be terrible, and I and I hate to say that being a New York squad because it's just it is what it is. But they're they gonna be terrible, so I don't know how much that will affect her. Um, but yeah, it, it's gonna be real interesting. But she's gonna be somebody to watch. I think she's gonna ball out. I'm gonna watch Enrique as well. I think Enrique got a shot at that thing, man. I'm excited for the season. To tell you, the only part that is irritating to me or annoying is the at least at the beginning of the season, it's the, the way the schedule playing out just because, it, you know, there's days when there's no games, which, I mean, that's fine because it's not that many squads. But it's days when there's no games, then the next day is one game. Then the next day is one game. I'm like, bro, can I get can I get a three-game night? Can I get a four-game night? Man, <laughs> somewhere other than on the weekend. Like, you know, I know Saturday is, is the main day and, some, you know, sometimes Sunday – There'll be multiple games. But I need a couple of times. At least give me two games during the week on a on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Something to to you know 
to keep it on people's minds, the people that are borderline fans or don't even really watch it unless it just happens to be on, you got to get the people interested. So I need I need just a, a few more games during the week that I can rock with. Plus my fan duel. No. You know, you know, I yeah, need I'm, this, I'm ready I to get hyped with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped as well. Um, rounding up, I'm thinking I'm going with Griner again to do her thing defensively, maybe defensive player of the year. And did you see yesterday? I think I saw that right when they were playing, um, when they were playing against Seattle, that she just, I think Brittany Griner became like fourth all time in blocks in the league. Like, it was crazy. Surprise. <laughs> yes. It wouldn't be a surprise, but yeah, but that is that is mighty mighty quick turnaround. Uh, I don't even have to know how many years she's been in the league. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but that's a that's a quick turn. Well, probably more like seven. But that's a quick turnaround yeah, to be in the in the top. Uh, you know, the top of the league all time. So shout out to her, definitely. Yeah, shout out to her. You know, I got to shout out my girl, Jewel Lord, of course. Rough first half yesterday. Played pretty well down the stretch. You know, I'm crazy about her. Um, most improved. I'm looking for my girl, uh, Diamond DeShields. To step it up another notch. Big Diamond DeShields fan. And the most interesting yeah. thing for me, Source, to round off anything, you know, uh, this show about the WNBA, I'm just watching these coaches uh, to see how Derek Fisher adapts uh, to this L.A. squad and, and all the star power that he had, which kind of shared my sentiments of what you said earlier about um, Asia Wilson possibly being MVP and a lot being taken away from her. He got a lot of star power with his, with his spark, so um, I don't even have Wifey in the top in, in, the, in the top two or three voting just because of um, I expect uh, both the sisters to play pretty well. And then... Um, but I'm anxious to see what Derek Fisher does with that squad, and I'm anxious to see how Lambeer handles, you know what I'm saying, those bodies that he's got down there. Exciting. Yeah, you got got some stacked squads up there on the West Coast, and we're going to get into that tonight, get into it. I'm Like I said, I'm excited to see it. And, oh, man, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm just ready, man. Fantastic podcast. That's all I got, man. I'm ready to get to this action. You got anything else? Uh, I don't believe I do. Y'all be careful out there in these streets. Watch out for the man. Don't let him take you down. Don't be drinking and driving while out in these streets. As they say, if you're going to drink, don't drive. If you're going to drive, don't drink. So y'all can be back in sports ball once again. Uh, after that cookout, uh, what else I got? What am I? What am, where am I? Twitter on Twitter. Where am I? Smitty Source. That's me. Smitty Source on Twitter. Instagram is Source underscore Stoshka. And uh, definitely, if you're not in the Facebook group, jump in there. I do sports ball podcast. SPT. We keep it. We keep it hype. The people keep it hype. Keep it going. Keep the information flowing. All the breaking news, everything, it's always lit to come through, check us out, and enjoy us, and enjoy the sports with us. No question, and thanks to all the new members, we've probably had quite a few, we've had quite a few new members over the past two or three weeks. Welcome, thanks for rolling with us, sticking with us, bring your folks with you, anybody you know that's into sports, uh, 
add them to the group, man. Add them to the group. And like I say, we like to say, um, you know, sports is our thing, but, you know, we talk a little hip-hop and, you know, TV, movies too, all that. So we love to, you know, to sprinkle that in as well because we all have it, TV watching. Uh, but, yeah, I'm your boy Prime. You can catch me on Twitter and on Instagram at PrimeSBK every day, all day. I do what I do. Thank you all for rocking with us, and we your peoples, and we up out here. Yeah. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-